Welcome to this special Christmas edition of Flowcast. I'm Flowcast producer, Sister Beth Murphy. Now we share favorite Christmas stories from three of our sisters. We begin with Sister Elizabeth Wren, who made profession as a Dominican sister of Springfield in 1988. For many years, she's been a school librarian, as she is now, at St. John Paul II Catholic Academy in Aurora, Illinois. Here she tells a story that never fails to thrill the children who come to the library for story hour. The much beloved tale of the fourth wise man who misses Jesus in the Christmas crib and spends the rest of his life seeking him. Of course, you've heard the story of the three wise men. Every Christmas in the library, I tell our fifth graders a version of The Other Wise Men by Henry Van Dyke. It's about Artaban, one of the Magi, the fourth wise man. He and his companions, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, have been watching the sky for the star to show the way to the king. One night, Artaban sees it, and so he prepares for the journey to meet his fellow stargazers. He sells all he has, and purchases a sapphire, a ruby, and a pearl to carry to the king. Artaban only has 10 days to meet his companions at the agreed-upon location, and so he saddles up his fastest horse and leaves. Artaban is three hours away when he comes across a man lying in the road, half dead. Artaban stops to help him reminiscent of Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan. Because of the delay, he misses his friends, but learns that they are headed to Bethlehem. Knowing he has to cross a desert, he sells the sapphire for supplies. On the journey, Artaban is once again waylaid. He enters Bethlehem, and as he accepts hospitality from a young woman and her son, Herod's soldiers appear. They have been sent to kill all the baby boys. Artaban gives a soldier the ruby, convincing him to look the other way, sparing the life of the child. Discovering that the Holy Family has gone to Egypt, Artaban follows. Years of his life go by as he searches. He receives a piece of advice. Look for this king among the poor. So Artaban lives among the poor feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and comforting the captives. 33 years go by. Finally, sensing his life is coming to an end, Artaban heads for Jerusalem. He arrives on the day of Jesus' crucifixion. When he realizes Jesus is the very king he has been seeking, he sets his mind on buying his ransom with the pearl of great price, his only remaining gem. On the road to Calvary, Artaban comes upon a young woman being dragged off into slavery. She begs him to save her. Sadly, but sure of what he must do, he gives up the pearl for her ransom. At that moment, the earth quakes and the sky darkens. Jesus dies. A piece of a roof over Artaban's head comes loose and falls on him. As he lay dying, he says, 
But Lord, when did I see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did I see you a stranger and welcome you, sick or in prison and comfort you? Thirty-three years I looked for you and never saw your face. And a voice replies, Every time you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. Joy lights Artaban's face as he draws his last breath. His journey is over. His treasures are accepted. The other wise man has found his king. Every time I tell this story, the children spontaneously break into applause. May your Christmas be filled with meeting our Lord in all his disguises. Have you ever been interrupted on your own journey to seek Jesus? The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 35 through 40. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least ones of mine, you did for me. Now we hear from Sister Santina De Luca who's been a Dominican sister since 1964 and has taught elementary school students for many years and formed them in their faith. She lives at Sacred Heart Convent in Springfield, where she encourages and supports the elder sisters. Sister Santina shares a precious story about enthusiastic Jason and his special role in the annual Christmas play. Eight and nine-year-old children are young enough to be refreshingly spontaneous and mature enough to grow into independence. Either end of the spectrum can be challenging or charming. So each day was new for me and my 26 third graders. Music was a major element in this Catholic grade school. Generations of singers and pianists and band members had learned the basics and delighted parents, teachers, parishioners, and the general public with their developing skills. The Christmas program was a special highlight. That particular year, the school musical was A Christmas Carol, and one of my students was selected 
to be Tiny Tim. Now, this young boy was pleasantly honest. He knew and had a handle on being quite active. He was also a singer and a little actor. To this day, when I remember Jason, I find myself smiling. His enthusiasm was contagious, and his remarks both kind and delightful. Our school did not have a large enough space to accommodate the crowd that would come for the program. So we walked two blocks north to a building that had an auditorium. Frequently, each teacher led her students up the street, taking time to practice for the show of shows. All had singing parts, some played instruments, and a few had solo singing and acting parts. This went on for several rehearsals until the dress rehearsal. Jason knew the songs and actions so well that it seemed that he was Tiny Tim. Even those with lesser parts to sing or play were so proud of our star. The evening of the show, Jason's parents, family, grandparents, friends, classmates, and teachers were entranced with the loveliest production of A Christmas Carol. I can still see our tiny Tim center stage. God bless us, everyone! Such joy, even all these years later. Thank you, Jason, our little tiny Tim. God has blessed us, everyone. Who in your life has Jason's ability to help you suspend your disbelief and enjoy the fun? A reading from the book of Sirach. And now, bless the God of all who has done wondrous things on earth, who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. May he grant you joy of heart and may peace abide among you. May his goodness toward us endure. The word of the Lord. We conclude with a story from the multi-talented Sister Anita Cleary, who, since her profession in 1989, has shared the gifts of healing and weaving. Having first served as a nurse and now as a spiritual director, language teacher, and fiber artist.
Sister Anita talks about how she's created her own Christmas Eve ritual from an old folk legend about animals talking at midnight on the eve of the Christ child's birth. Listen in as she shares what goes on in the barnyard at Jubilee Farm, our eco-spirituality center on Springfield's western edge. The Gospel of John starts out, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, Jesus, as being with God and that he was God, speaks of a deep, profound knowing, a connection of shared experiences. This is not just a simple mutual respect, but rather a love that knows no boundaries. The phrase, in the beginning, reminds me of an elder passing on a beloved story to a child. One night, a long, long time ago, or as one might say in Spanish, hace mucho tiempo. The ministry of Jubilee Farm, while rather hectic many days, offers daily opportunities for pondering the word in the midst of our journeying with the created world, the land, the water, the plants and trees, and the animals. The Animals and Christmas Eve. There are so many stories and fairy tales related to Christmas Eve and animals. Some stories outline the conversations that animals have with one another regarding the humans around them. Tales for better or worse of their caregivers, their experiences with them, their regard or disregard of them. I am going to go another direction for I have never heard the animals speak on Christmas Eve. Well, at least not exactly. A long time ago, I read in a book about a farmer who went out to the barn every Christmas Eve to thank the animals for all of their hard work during the year. He would give them an extra serving of feed or hay and then rejoin his family in the warm house. This image has stayed with me and so a number of years ago, I adapted it and created my own tradition. I go out on Christmas Eve and thank all the animals for their presence on this land, for the way they add beauty to our lives each day, for the ways they welcome our guests and share their curiosity with us, for the tenderness they share with us. On the day that Doc, the last of our original llamas died. He took a long gaze at the field that he has spent so many years in. And then he laid his head on my shoulder. And about four hours later, he was gone. We never knew that it was going to be his last day with us, but I think he did. One of the hens, a speckled Sussex, always follows me around when I go into the chicken yard, and she greets me each time I go in. I tell her how beautiful she is and how grateful we are for all the eggs she shares with us. Our cats often come when we call them. 
To see them running from a distance because they hear their names is so touching and sometimes rather comical due to their short attention span as they spot a butterfly or a leaf blowing in the wind. It is always fun to recognize the moment when they remember that they really were on their way to the shed for the evening. And while these stories are not about animals speaking in the human language, they are about animals speaking through their language and the gift they offer me each day to pause and ponder how in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And so in some ways, it is Christmas here every day at Jubilee Farm. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Is there a ritual moment that infuses your Christmas Eve with special meaning? A very merry and blessed Christmas to you and your loved ones from the Flowcast team and all the Dominican sisters. I'm Sister Beth Murphy. May your new year be filled with good health and happiness and the deep peace and presence of the Christ. <laughs>